This is episode 49 of the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast with Allison Broderick. Yeah, it's been a journey. It's it's hard, you know, imposter syndrome is real because like I said, like I've only been doing telehealth for like a year. Like that in my mind does not make me an expert by any means. You know, I feel like I have so much left to learn. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners to meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast. In today's episode, we have part two of my conversation with Allison Broderick, where we dive even further into this whole telehealth music therapy situation. Um, she gives us more advice, more tips, more personal experience. And honestly, because she's been doing this for a while, she even mentioned things like it'll be interesting to see what laws hang around after the world reaches its new normal. And um, that wasn't even something that was on my radar. So it's great to see from someone who's been doing this for a while, how they can envision and hope that telehealth will continue to be, uh, I guess, normalized and create more accessible therapeutic um, resources for potential clients. So I hope you learn a lot from this conversation. If you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, then you still have a few days to send your input into our 50th episode, which is a listener feature. I'll talk about talk more about that at the end of this episode. As always, you can support the podcast by becoming a patron over on patreon.com. You can also find us on social media and join our group on Facebook. We are Music Therapy Chronicles on all the platforms. So without further ado, let's get into this episode or part two of this conversation with Allison. So uh, I know you did mention this in the music therapy ed, but I'll, we'll do it here too, just so people, if they are listening to this, they can get the information. Your technology recommendations, and then there was like a, a bandwidth number you said that was recommended or something, something technical I didn't understand, but you had yeah, very good so, numbers. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't remember it off the top of my head. Uh right now for bandwidth I should know it off the top of my head That's by now I've said it a million times but we can we can put it in your notes I will do that um but basically how you get that bandwidth is if you just do like google connectivity test and then press start like it'll it'll tell you exactly where you're at and uh help you out 
And then for technology, I use a platform right now called Theranest. And the reason we like it is because it's super easy to use on the client side. Um, They can fill out all their paperwork in there. We run all of our billing through there. Um, uh, It's an EMR. It's a medical record on there. So all of our client notes are in there. Um, and then all we have to do is send them the email and they click one thing and then they have a, um, uh, yeah, then they have, uh, their session pop up and, uh, it's like I said, it's super easy for them to use. And then the other thing we like about it a lot is they don't have to download anything with zoom and a lot of those other companies, they have to download something to their device and uh, or even have a login. Our, our people don't have to have a login. They just click the link. And um, so I think that, you know, we were really concerned when we were starting out with making this as client friendly as possible. Right. Because we do want to grow it and scale it and um, make it really a national brand. And so um, it was important for us to have clients process be a simple and as effortless as possible, right? Getting therapy is sometimes even taking that step to say like, I'm in need of therapy is really challenging. I know I've been there myself and, and even as a therapist, knowing how important it is, I've still been resistant to it because it just seems like so much work, right? To go and find someone and to connect. And so we want to take as much of that strain off of our clients as possible, you know? So yeah, good for you. Uh, you really have done all the troubleshooting, so you've created. We try. <laughs> yeah, you've created a great model. How? Here's a good question. So, anyone who's listening right now who wants to become part of your national, is roster the right word? Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> a, a music therapist with you. Yeah. Um, how should they go about doing that? Yeah. So we're we're all contractors um, through Incadence. Um, and basically what they can do is email info at incadence.org and then I will send them a uh, Google form essentially to fill out and it just kind of gives me information. Um, we cannot accept any music therapists from California right now because of the new contractor laws. Hmm. Um, we're trying to figure out how to make that not be a thing, but we're we're still problem solving that. So, I mean, if you're in California and interested, you can still definitely message us. We're just trying to figure that out. Um, and it's kind of gone to the back burner a little bit right now with everything going on. Um, but yeah, you just fill out that Google form and then I'll schedule a time to call you and uh, we'll do an interview and I'll just kind of get the information about your population and your schedule. And then essentially as anytime your schedule changes, you update me. And then whenever I get a referral and I do an initial intake interview with them that um, meets your expertise and your scheduling, then I'll just call you and say, I have this client for you. And then they're in your, um, they're in your Theranest account. Um, You're good to go. And then from that point on that pairing on, then, you know, if you need to change the scheduling or whatever, um, that's all on you. But then you just like keep your Theranest um, updated and then we go in there every day and, you know, click, click, run billing and, you know, we're good to go. <laughs> cool. This question yeah. just popped into my head, too, which is not related. But most of us who are making this transition now have worked with our clients in person for some period of time and now we're mm-hmm. transitioning and figuring that out. So what do you think is one of 
the biggest differences between meeting someone in person and transitioning to being virtual to meeting them virtually and working with them virtually? I think intakes, I would say. Like, I feel like I have a whole lot less information when I walk into an intake with Three Rivers, whereas in Cadence, I like to have a lot better understanding of what I'm walking into. Um, Because I, you know, uh, I don't know. I just feel like that initial phone call, I get a lot more for in cadence. I have a lot more questions. Whereas with my face to face, I I tend to walk in pretty blind to my, my new uh, client assessments. So um, yeah, I, I would say that's a big one. But but to be honest, I don't I don't really know that it changes much. You still have to focus on rapport at first. You still do all the same things. You know, I ask all the same questions. I don't know. Yeah. I think you just have to feel it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just its own animal entirely. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's it's hard to sit here and be like, oh, how is it different? Because to be honest, I haven't really thought about it yeah. before this like past three weeks <laughs> you know it just kind of is you know uh 95% of how I practice looks the same I just utilizing I'm just utilizing a different resource right so I'm still the same therapist in terms of my my approaches and my interventions I just shift them a little bit to accommodate a computer in front of me you know so and I think that's like and that's what Anton, my business partner, says. He's like, it, telemedicine doesn't change anything about who you are as a therapist. All it changes is how you're utilizing um, technology. And so, you know, you, you don't have to lose your identity to accomplish this. You're, you're still the same person and you still have all the same training. So. Well said. That's also just like a really great reminder for self-compassion right now. Yeah, because so many of us are are overwhelmed and confused. And I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for anyone else. Not super good at this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing super great right now. And, and I've been doing this for a year, you know. So um, it's, it's hard to be stuck inside all day. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm now I moved back to my dad's house for this period. And so I'm here with my dad and my brother. Um, and so it's been, that's a transition too, right? Not seeing any of my friends and, you know, hanging out with my dad all the time. Like, he's great. I love it. But <laughs> it's just a transition, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a crazy time for everyone. So I mentioned, I think we were recording when I mentioned having to, or at least trying to accommodate Chris's sleep schedule, but so you're living with your family now too. So how do you navigate being online live with people in the house and like, what is your advice to that? So my dad's actually an essential worker. Um, He installs uh, backup power systems in hospitals. Oh yeah, that's important. Um, yeah, so so he he's the one who makes sure like all those red plugs work when the power goes out. So none of our none of the people on life support lose power. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's still working, so that helps 
um, take the internet <laughs> strain off. Um, and then my brother's in college, so he works from like 6 p.m. till 4 a.m. and not a real life schedule. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually not bad on us. Um, and sometimes I have to yell at him to get off his Xbox for me to have a session. But other than that, it's pretty reasonable. I've pretty much taken over the basement. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a finished basement. So, um, we can, I do my sessions down there and close the doors and shut myself in. And it's the only problem is there's a furnace down there. So it keeps kicking on, which is a lot of background noise in the session, but, um, you know, we work with what we got here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I said to my supervisor last week, um, because we were kind of just checking in and I was like, this whole situation just clashes personal and professional life in so many ways because like my living situation is not set up for me to have a quiet studio space where I can hold sessions and do recordings and not be in anyone's way and have no one be in my way like even my podcast setup is I set it up and it's temporary every time I do it yeah Um, so. I was running a Facebook Live the other day. Um, our company, Three Rivers Music Therapy, is doing uh, Facebook Lives every day at uh, 11 a.m., Monday awesome. through Thursday. I'll link that. Um, so Mondays are for older adults, and then Tuesdays are early childhood. Wednesdays are, like, elementary age, and then Thursdays are sixth grade and up. Um, and then I always try to trap my cat upstairs when I'm recording but the other day she was she was downstairs with me and meowing so loud (laughs) and like you're in a live set like and it's like a recording so I can't like explain to my client like let me go trap my cat upstairs it's like there's just nothing I can do about this right now (laughs) you know so we're we're all in the same boat uh I've seen more like kids and dogs run into meetings in this past week I literally was meeting with like a really important healthcare executive last week and her dog was on her lap, like <laughs> like blocking her face. And she's like, this is just where I'm at right now. Like, and we're, we're all there, <laughs> uh, you know? I love that. So yeah. my, my dog, um, the, my temporary office right now for doing my sessions doesn't have a door to the room. So oh, I no. made like a barricade and of course my dog with her anxiety knocked over the barricade onto me in the session so it's like okay so is it less intrusive to just have her in the room yeah or to have this barricade that she's probably gonna trample yeah have you seen the meme that's like my boss turned herself into a potato for our entire conference call and turn it couldn't turn it off I I saw it and I died. Like it was so funny because it's just so true right now. Like it was and it was just like this conference call with like four people and one of them is like has a potato with eyes. Like perfect. Oh my god. I know. We're we're all getting past like the superficial at this point, you know? It's like humanity is back. I know. One of my friends who works for a uh, marketing or they own a marketing firm in Pittsburgh called Beyond Spots and Dots. Um at their morning meeting, they made everyone stand up to see, oh, I just pulled out my headphones, <laughs> to see how many um, people had on pants and oh. <laughs> uh, non-pajama pants. <laughs> oh, they were like, all right, everyone stand up. <laughs> that could be very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
that's so funny. I'm I'm definitely notorious for taking like business from waist up and pajama pants. Yeah. yeah. There was one time during a meeting I had to like get something and so I had to like side slide out of my chair so no one saw the fact that I had Christmas pajama pants on <laughs> in like you know October. Um <laughs> perfect. I think I usually wear pants, but I had a session this week where I needed an instrument that wasn't out and my instrument closet is closed, but it's my background. And so I had to get something out of my instrument closet. And I was like, so my client's just going to see like the mayhem that is my (laughs) instrument inventory. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I had to be very cautious with my camera angles in the basement there. You know, we have, I have like literally one angle that doesn't have mess in it because it's a basement. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's 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 hard. But to be honest, like at this point, you know, I feel like the normal rules are are pretty, pretty out. You know, if you have mess in the background, no one's going to care. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in the same same ocean. Yeah. Oh, thank you for being so candid and open and willing to help anyone who reaches out to you in need of assistance. <laughs> There's no lots problem. of us. Yeah, I I hope that I can be helpful. I'm I'm glad that, you know, I've been doing this for a little bit. And I know there are a couple other music therapists who've been doing this for a bit. Um, AMTA put out a um, a thing on telehealth. Um, I think it was Rochelle Morgan was one of the people on that. Um, I don't remember the other two, but I believe they're the music therapists who work for the VA telehealth program, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that was a yeah. good one too. I'll um I'll find a replay link and I will Yeah, I think I have one in my that. email. <laughs> yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, that was uh, I learned a lot from you on your music therapy ed and I learned a lot from that one. Um so it's awesome that people are are doing or have been doing this to assist the rest of us in this transition. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a journey. It's it's hard, you know. Imposter syndrome is real because, mm. like I said, like I've only been doing telehealth for like a year. Like that, in my mind, does not make me an expert by any means. You know, I feel like I have so much left to learn, and you know, I'm really limited in the populations I've worked with. Like for instance, like a lot of people keep asking me about hospice and elder care, and that's totally not my area of expertise. I've I did one like 40 hour practicum in elder care and that's like literally the only experience I have with that. Um, So it's like, I'm sorry, I just don't know. Like in in my mind, it's totally possible, but like logistically, like I can't answer any of your questions right now. Um, So yeah, but yeah, we're, we're all just here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and in the AMTA webinar, Rochelle mentioned, cause she does elder care. That's her thing that for a lot of her clients, uh, telehealth wasn't working because it was super disorienting for them and very confusing. And so it this yeah. is the time where it's like, yeah, we can do this. We can make it happen. But there, of course, are going to be barriers and challenges. And like you said in your music therapy ed webinar, there's populations where it's just not appropriate, um, Yeah, which kind of stinks right now because that means those people usually get services and aren't. But, you know, we're learning. We're learning that yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And I even have a client who telehealth is not working for him. Uh, it's just, he generally our sessions involve me following him up and down his three flights of steps. He's super energetic, super busy. And it's not that 
you know, the interventions won't work. It's the fact that like mom can't chase him around with a camera, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, so we ended up, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the music therapist who did the, um, outdoor sessions. Oh, I'm talking about what's her name. It was, it wasn't Kate Shannon, right? But it was, she's in Texas, North Texas music therapy, maybe. I totally know what you're talking about. And I I talked about it with Kate. She's like famous now. (laughs) But anyway, I was totally inspired by her and, uh, I went and he has a sliding glass door. And so I ran, I ran a session outside in like 35 degree weather for, for this kiddo. Um, and then I was like, I'm not doing that when it's snowing because it was actively snowing here yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, next week, next week, I think we'll give that to try again as long as it's not snowing again. And it worked really well for him because he was able to still have his entire downstairs to roam and meander and pace um, and like he, like he enjoys and needs to do. So yeah. I, so here's a good question, I guess. Um, what are some indications for you that telehealth isn't working versus just that the transition is hard? Does that make sense? Because sometimes yeah. that you feel like you can really push your way through something, but how, mm-hmm. in your opinion, how do you tell that like this is not the right avenue? We need to look at something else. Instinct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like I don't. I don't think there's anything that specifically I can say that's like, I knew it wasn't working because of this. I think we just have to trust our instincts on that one. Yeah, I don't have, I don't really have a better answer than that. I think that's a because perfect answer. Because the same kid or the same, same behavior in a different kid, I literally pushed through for two weeks and now we're good, you know, and we're having great sessions. And so, um, yeah, I think just trust your instincts on it. If it, if you feel like they're not getting enough out of it, then they're probably not. Yeah. Well said. Well said. All right. Do you have anything else you want to cover or any other awesome advice you want to share before we move into our rapid fire questions? I don't think so. Awesome. Yeah. You've yeah. made my brain like has, has so many more questions and I could keep oh, no. you here forever, but I won't do that. I'll be, I'll be respectful of your time. Uh, All right. What do you got? <laughs> coffee or tea? Neither. Ah. Yeah. Water I, or like, milk? Water. <laughs> <laughs> Just always water. Basically. Sometimes I'll drink flavored water. I'm not like really a drink beverage person. Winter, sometimes I'll do hot chocolate, but very rarely. Good for you. Yeah. Early bird or night owl? Definitely night. Yeah, 100%. Do you think that helps you do telehealth sessions? Because you're in the Eastern time zone, right? If you're in Pennsylvania and you can see people three hours behind you. and To be honest, I've never thought about that before, but I'm sure you're right. Yeah, but I I think I just like the quiet of night. Like, I think, like, my prime, like, get non-clinical stuff done is, like, between, like, 9 p.m. and 1 a.m. Mm, like, wow. that's when I that's when I really crank out work. So. I cannot relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something you would tell your younger self. Take a breath. <laughs> I was so high strung. In college, I cried, like, every day. 
<laughs> so it's okay. You'll find your path. Like it took me a while. I didn't even know I wanted to be a music therapist. So like I was in internship and I was like, I still don't know. <laughs> but like, because I just wanted to do everything. And uh, yeah, and like, just take a breath and you got this. Like, you'll be okay. <laughs> well thought. Your music therapy elevator speech. Um, music therapy is a clinical approach where we address uh, non-musical goals uh, for individuals of all ages and abilities. Can I expand that to your elevator speech when you tell people you do telehealth? <laughs> I don't have an elevator speech <laughs> for telehealth. That's a longer conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite self-care practice? Uh, scuba diving. Really? In Pennsylvania? Yeah, you have to wear a dry suit because it's super cold. So you wear like Under Armour under your dry suit. Um, But I I could literally spend hours. I mean, I have spent hours underwater, but I could spend forever underwater. Awesome. Something that's currently adding value to your life. My sister's dog. (laughs) Your sister's dog? Yeah, Sorry, normally I don't get to see him very much, but I've been stealing him for hikes. Um, and it, yeah, it definitely helps, adds value. Yeah, having a dog right now is, it's always amazing, but right now it's extra amazing. Yeah, my life doesn't really allow for pets <laughs> much other than a cat, so mm-hmm. I just have a hectic schedule. But borrowing him is pretty cool. He's pretty cute. He's super cute. What kind of dog? He's a, like, German Shepherd lab mutt mix. Mm -hmm. Big, big boy, but thinks he's a lap dog. Like, literally sits on your lap. So, yeah, he's super cute. Uh, Your favorite intervention or song to use in a session? It can be one you already mentioned, or it can be a different one. I don't know. I I think right now my A through Z, the, um, the, like, categories and then like discussion oh actually I changed my mind I I really like I have a session plan where we talk about the difference between uh wishing hoping and um oh man what's the third uh there's the third word I use wishing hoping I'm totally blanking But I love it. It, I think it just leads to so many like awesome conversations about the difference between like wishing something would change and hoping something would change and making that change ourselves. And like um, it's like a session plan on essentially self accountability and stuff. And I I really like that one. Yeah. Mm, I'll I'll remember that third word. (laughs) As soon as we as soon as we're done, it'll pop right into your head. That's how that's how it works. Right. I feel like that's a really good just like personal development thing too for us to do on our own that's really good practice yeah I like that definitely all right lastly where can the listeners find you connect with you and harass you with all their questions about everything that's going on right now in the world and what they can do yeah so on facebook i'm allison broderick um and then I don't think anyone else has the same name as me, so I should be easy to find. Um, Instagram, uh, we have two business accounts. It's at the number three, Rivers Music Therapy, or, or at Live in Cadence. Um, and then my personal Instagram is Allison705, maybe? 
I don't know. That's more like my travel Instagram. I love to travel. Um, I've, you know, I just in October spent three weeks um, backpacking through Vietnam. Really? Yeah. Did you do sessions while you were there via telehealth? No. No, I did um, do some work at a, uh, I did a presentation at a um, nonprofit in Cambodia Mm. that has physical therapists and occupational therapists. And I talked to them about how they can integrate music and started a relationship with them. Um, So that was pretty cool. So we did like four days in Cambodia and then like 20 days up through Vietnam, uh, south to north, motorbiked, backpacked, trekked, lots of, took uh, planes, trains, motorcycles boats <laughs> it's a good time to do that yeah definitely anywhere so. else people can connect with you uh i guess i'm on linkedin too allison broderick again it probably says mtbc though i'm not sure on that i should add that <laughs> but yeah really facebook and instagram are the two i use i don't i don't think i have a twitter at least not that I've used since middle school. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Some people are super into Twitter and I'm just like, it's too overwhelming for me. I cannot. Yeah. Yeah. I've never gotten into that one. I like Instagram. It's just like pretty pictures. <laughs> it's very simple, mindless. Yeah. So. Agreed. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you so much for making the time to talk with me and share with the listeners and be an expert in this right now even if you don't feel like it because the rest (laughs) of us really really appreciate all your insight and your openness to share and be available for our our questions yeah absolutely thanks so much for having me I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about what we're trying to accomplish and you know what our what our goals for music therapy are in this world um so of course I'm looking forward to seeing uh, our new normal and how how in cadence grows and how telehealth becomes more widely accepted. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to see what the what laws stay in place after all this is over. It'll be very interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah good one. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, thanks so much. Thank you. Have an awesome day. You too. I hope you learned a lot from that episode and if you weren't already I hope you're feeling more calm about the fact that we're all going through this transition we're all learning and being a music therapist using telehealth does not change who you are as a practitioner the training you have or your abilities Uh, it's just a new challenge we're all facing and it's kind of great that we're all facing it together and we have pioneers like Allison who have some knowledge to share with us so we're we're not all kind of floundering at the exact same time so all the resources we mentioned I will link in the show notes so that you can find them you can continue your research your learning Uh, hopefully some of these things you've already been aware of and this advice you're implementing into your sessions but if you're not then it'll be there for you to check out So let's talk about episode 50. If you don't know already, episode 50 was voted on in our Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, please consider becoming a member. Um, You can look up Music Therapy Chronicles on Facebook and click the Join Group button. Uh, 
So for episode 50, you voted to have a listener feature, which means you get to send me a voice memo, an mp3 clip, or whatever other type of audio you want to send me, or even an email you'd like me to read out loud for that episode, and those will be due by Sunday, April 26th, so that'll give me some time to compile everything for it to be available for our 50th episode release. So I am really, really excited to hear what you, the listeners, are thinking. So do you have advice you want to share? Do you have a story you want to share, research you've seen or you're doing, something you've learned, especially recently, that you think could be helpful to all the other listeners? Um, Just kind words, whatever you want to share with the Music Therapy Chronicles community. And this episode comes with the caveat that the more of you that send in things, the more of an episode we actually have. If only two or three people send in um, their voice memos or their audio, then it's going to be a pretty short episode. (laughs) So please consider taking the time to be a part of that compilation and send your audio in by Sunday the 26th, which should be this Sunday. Uh, Find us on social media, Music Therapy Chronicles. Consider becoming a patron over on patreon.com. And yeah, the rest of this week, I'll be listening to all of your input and putting them together into an episode. And I'm super excited about that. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you.